Covenants are what? Guiding principles that govern the attitudes, actions, and relationships of a people so they will be acceptable to God. Now, this issue of being acceptable to God is such a huge issue because when God accepts you, see, that's what the Bible says. We are accepted in the beloved. You see? You notice you're accepted in the beloved before you started performing. He said that when we were enemies, Christ died for us. Not when you started doing right. <laughs> to be acceptable unto God is to have it made. Because if God approves of you, not only will he stand with you, he will never let any enemy overcome you. Amen. God will discipline you himself, but he will not turn you over to the enemy. Amen. The only time he will do that is when you refuse to forgive, then he personally will turn you over to the tormentors. Amen. So whenever something starts tormenting you, you know you have unforgiveness. Can't lose my amen corner this early. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we want to be acceptable to God. He will forgive us, overlook our errors, and bless us anyway. They are designed to unify our hearts and minds and beliefs so we don't all believe different things. That's how people fail. Bible says that when there was no king in Israel, everybody did whatever that was right. In their own eyes. That's why the enemy can march in any time and conquer them. So God had to raise up judges to help bring them back. So that's when you read in the book of Judges. Okay. That's where Samson and the rest of them show up. All right. The covenants form the basis of our faith and expectations so that we can serve God in hope. And... Grow confidence, knowing that what was promised will be fulfilled in our season. So we don't walk around doubting, wondering whether God will or he will not. Because he's the God of covenant, he will keep covenant. Hallelujah. He will keep covenant. All right? So we have proven both by scripture and experience that the covenant is... Okay, one more time. Is the only way. That's business on the earth. See, the only way. Every other thing, you will never experience a consistent glory, breakthroughs. And when God fights your battles, it's not possible. He's a God of covenant. That's why when Abram was struggling and 
in and developing in his faith. He wanted a guarantee from God that this promise will come to pass. Because it's not that he was questioning God, whether God was capable or not. But he, God was promising him children as the stars of heaven. Yeah. Why don't we start with one? Yeah. I mean, you understand the human emotion. Okay. Yes, it's like God promising you that you're going to be a multi-millionaire and you're going to have a $100 million a year life. And here you, you go to Kroger. They're about to arrest you now because you don't have enough money to check out some groceries. <laughs> so he asked an honest question. Whereby shall I know this? God didn't say, okay, I am the God of all creation. There's nothing I cannot do. God didn't, you know, proffer any credentials. God told him what items to bring for them to make a covenant. What is that telling you? The covenant guarantees the promise. Yeah. Hallelujah. Even when you don't see anything, you know that as he has covenanted, so shall it be. Hallelujah. And as I said before, you can read that in Genesis 15. We don't have time to go there. Okay. Um, as I've said before, when you look at what God told him to bring, you see how the Bible comes together in one beautiful concerto, if it was music. God knowing that in the dictates of the law, God will require different categories of people based on your wealth or your power to afford. He made sure Abraham brought every category for the rich all the way down to the poor. Because he will be the father of faith for all who believe. So when he entered into a covenant with God, God was thinking about us. Remember that when the parents of Jesus went to dedicate him, they were poor. They only came with turtle doves. They couldn't afford the ram and the goat and all of that stuff. They only brought turtle doves. And God made sure that Abram brought those. So whether you're rich in him, you're covered. If you're broke in him, you're covered. The covenant will get you there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the covenant. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the covenant to deliver from every enemy, to deliver from every trouble, every bondage, every attack of the enemy, every hindrance, every financial difficulty, every sickness and disease. Thank you for the covenant. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I started worshiping because I felt a portal open up. Hallelujah. And I'm not leaving it yet. Hallelujah. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. 
Whatever the resistance has been in the spirit, oh Lord, bring it down. Bring it down now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, we worship. Hallelujah, we bless your name. Hallelujah, we celebrate you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your covenant is operating now. Your covenant is working now. Your covenant is bringing for breakthroughs now. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. How many of you felt a breakthrough right there? Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Glory to God. He said he will be known forever as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the recipients of the same covenant that we have received through Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus ratified his covenant with his church by the blood and his body to guarantee that what his word promises will happen. I was reading some, I believe 138, one of those. He said that God has magnified his word above all his name. But he guarantees it. In the book of Proverbs, it says our silver is tried in the fire. God tried his word seven times to make sure that there's nothing Satan can throw at it if a man has faith in it that can overcome it. The question that Jesus asked Peter is the question that you must answer when you are in a struggle. Why did you doubt? What was he telling him? If you didn't doubt, all this storm could have been raging and you walk on water anyway. Why did you doubt? You have to answer that question. Because we all have thresholds of pain, thresholds of frustration, different thresholds. And then when you reach it, then you act out. You have to answer it. How long will it take before you throw in the towel? When you purpose to believe God. What will it take for you to start doubting? Why did you doubt? I mean, because if you look at that question, there's no way Peter could answer it. First, you've already walked on water. The storm was raging when you did. Secondly, the Lord Jesus is standing here. How do you explain yourself? Why did you doubt? You need to ponder it. That's a question you will always answer when life is facing you and things are shaking. All they need from you is faith. Don't doubt. Don't doubt. Because you won't be able to explain yourself. Why did you doubt? You said God could do all things. So then why would you doubt? You said all things are possible to him that believe it. Then why did you doubt? If all things are possible with God, then why did you doubt? That's a question you must answer.
All right? So we've covered those two scriptures. One, Jesus offering it to the disciples, then Paul receiving it by revelation. One of the things that makes a house uh, like ours dangerous is when you see what happened when Jesus initiated this covenant with his disciples. He says as soon as he gave them the bread and the wine, Satan entered Judas. Weird, isn't it? What should have protected him from Satan is what gives Satan the avenue. So that's why he says, don't receive it unworthily. Because you bring damnation unto yourself. So when you, you know that you are, you are, you are going to leave this meeting to go, you know, ratify or finish your arrangement with the Pharisees to be crucifying. And then you enter a covenant with him. And then Satan took him over. So that's why he says, when you know that you are not right and you're praying right there on your seat before you receive is not sufficient, then don't receive because you bring a curse onto yourself. Damnation. These covenants are taught by God in the wilderness experiences of our lives. Otherwise, we have suffered for nothing. And the glory will not accrue in our lives as we journey into eternal life. So you must determine that no matter what you go through, no matter what suffering you go through, no matter what challenges you go through, don't come out empty-handed. You should be saying to the Lord, whatever you are trying to teach me, let me learn it. Open my eyes. Give me understanding. Show me my covenants. Show me how it's connected with the covenants of resurrection house for all nations. I want to come out of this a covenant man with power, Carrying grace. Hallelujah. Permanent grace. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. That's how I got my financial covenants and financial difficulties. And the things I'm going through right now, I am praying and seeking God and listening to him to teach me more covenants within this grace. Hallelujah. So every area, finally, I'll get to a point where every area you point to, I tell you what covenants that will drive it. And you overcome Satan. Yeah. Hallelujah. We all should be learning along. We are registered in the school of the spirit. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. It's my journey through the wilderness of my life that has produced this covenant. That brought tremendous blessings and victory in our lives and ministry. So we started here. That it's a covenant of love. And then we said, the first thing is, speak the truth in love. But we must speak the truth. But he said, when you do it, do it in love. How do you develop speaking the truth in love? You remember that the shoe might be on the other foot tomorrow. You're right on this one. But you might be wrong on the next one. Because God tempers the body like that. He leaves imperfections in all of us, so nobody gets all carried away. Did I lose my amen corner? Amen. 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 Uh -huh. 
He says, speak the truth in love may grow up into him. I said last night, that's how we grow up. That's how we develop in him. All right? So we go to the next one, Ephesians 5. Let's start from there then. It says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Amen. I believe, maybe not for you, but for me, this is one of the greatest things I have learned since this journey called Resurrection House for All Nations started. You find that when you're in trouble, you pray to the Lord and ask him for mercy. But then when somebody wounds you, you don't want them to get the same mercy. That is your greatest challenge to your love walk. You need mercy, but you want the God of judgment. So it doesn't work that way. This stuff is so real that the book of Proverbs says, even when your enemy falls, they say, don't rejoice. He said, if you rejoice, God will see it and deliver him and then turn on you. <laughs> you see now? So this, these lessons are sobering. Now watch, watch what we read. He says, be ye, I told you the followers means imitators of God. None of us have seen God. Have you ever seen God? Even when the Lord Jesus in John, the book of John, Philip said, show us the Father, and he sufficed us. Jesus said, he that has seen me, has seen the Father. But even the Lord Jesus, we haven't seen, except those that have visions. So when I hear Brother Copeland talking about Jesus is five seven. I said, can you just cut it out? Just don't make me feel bad. I've been praying all these years. I haven't seen his toes. <laughs> Only one time did I see a vision. You know, I went through something and I was really at my wit's end. And then all of a sudden, I saw somebody standing in the garden with a little sheep. But it was like a tree was in between me and, and him on the other side. <clears throat> and then I even forgotten what he, he said to me was relating to that issue. That's how I knew it was him. But I cannot, except that he had a white thing on, but I cannot uh, describe the details of his face. But I knew he wasn't black, so get over it. Human beings are fighting about it. Is he white? Is he black? Is he whatever? He's neither white or black. Amen. It's only in America that all this foolishness is going on. He, he's Middle Eastern. <laughs> it's not what he looks like that matters. It's his blood that matters. 
right now. Watch. This stuff will be your greatest challenge. He says, become an imitator of God. So if, if you are being told to imitate God, that means you should be paying attention. How can you imitate God? So you have to pay attention to the works of God in your life. Now watch so you can see clearly. He says, and walk in love even what, what, as Christ has loved us. You notice? He says you should walk in love as Christ has loved us. But how did Christ love us? He said he gave himself to God. First as an offering and then a sacrifice. Don't you see, that, is, that sets the whole thing on his head. Because this is not something we've ever heard or paid attention to or learned. He said that the way the Lord Jesus loved us was to submit to the Father. He said that that's how you love people, by submitting to God. Because when you don't submit to God, all we catch from you are your devils. That's why I said that this would be your most challenging thing to learn. He said, walk in love as Christ loved us. I told you that he moved us away from loving us as you love yourself. That don't work. <laughs> the one that works is as Christ has loved you. So when you are giving testimony of the love of God, how much the Lord loved you, how the Lord has forgiven you, now he's expecting you to do exactly the Lord Jesus commanded us under his own covenant not Moses not the law under his own covenant he says you should love others as he has loved you under the old covenant he said love your neighbor as yourself and we found out that many people don't love themselves and so if they treated you like they treat themselves, you'll be in trouble. You are being called to love others as Jesus has loved you. Wow. We receive his love, his forgiveness. No matter what, he receives you back. But yet we have so many people we no longer relate to, we don't talk to, we don't. Hey, we are not on the planet. That's why the doors are shut. If you will learn this mystery, you will release the power of God working miracles in your life, miracles in your ministry, miracles in your family and relationships. I remember once, I mean, I was going through hell and high water home. And this guy came to my house. He said, wow, there's so much peace here. <laughs> I said, no, 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 stop it. He said, what? I said, because you're assuming that I don't have any problems. That's why there's peace here, no? There's peace here because I'm paying for it. I said, go home and pay for yours. You cannot give yourself an excuse to fail. Stop assuming that other people don't have the intensity of your trial or problem, that that's why they're successful. Many times you find that they're going through worse things than you, but they have better grace. 
because they accepted the whole counsel of God. Hallelujah. All things are for your sake. That alone will revolutionize your life. There's a message coming. You will hear it. It's the covenant of love. Say, be imitators of God as dear children. Amen. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. It's not a row, row, row message, but it is depth, teaching, life-changing instructions. That's what the Conquest Conference is all about. Vessels of glory. Stop running from pain. Stop running from these challenges. Stop running from these difficult people. God positioned them for your transformation. I know for sure. Come and learn, beloved. Humble yourself. Come and learn. Bring your leadership team. Come, let's fellowship together. Just try it one time and see what will happen. Your life will be transformed. Your ministry will go higher. God doesn't have to give you thousands of people. He will bless you like he blessed me. <laughs> Without the thousands of people. I am so content with God and the way he has taken care of me. I'm not looking for anything. I'm not running from pillar to post. Most times, I don't want to go anywhere to do, do, do guest ministry. No, resurrection is enough for me. I am blessed going in and coming out. Hallelujah. Come and learn it. Uh, July the 6th, 38th, 2023. It will be life-changing vessels of glory. Concurrently, will be the Ignite Youth Conference from ages 12 to 17. All the registration information on this website that's on the screen right now, and you can get registered for this conference. I keep encouraging you, bishops and pastors, come and fellowship with us. You'll be amazed. God did not make us an apostle for no reason. It's to help the church get to the structure of how God works and for us to prepare for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Helping me will be Bishop Victor Ozasike from Kingdom Life Gospel Church in Potakot, Nigeria. And Michael Molden, the film producer, if you remember the interview that I had with him that was so powerful. He's the super spreader producer, the rise of Let Us Worship. Amen. So you have three dimensions to this conference, leadership development, and then the Ignite Youth Conference, and this awesome baptism. Hey, the baptism that God has given us is tremendous. The glory, infusion, the power of God, changing and transforming lives. People are carried out of the water. <laughs> for the one for 2022, I never touched anyone. The glory just overcame them and they fell in the water being baptized by the Holy Spirit himself in the name of the Father, Son, Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, the great Idahosa said, those that do Jesus only is fine. But Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. Hey, we do all three. Hallelujah. Your life will be transformed. All the information is there on the website. We love you. I got to go receive grace. Don't forget we have Bible study tonight, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. For those of you in the Atlanta area, those of you watching from out of town, on TV in Africa, wherever you're watching, hallelujah. Get on the website. You can watch RHFN today on YouTube. 
and you will be blessed. God bless you. See you tomorrow.